Good morning. It is uh, seven minutes after <laughs> after eleven o'clock, and apparently scientists have uh, figured out why Earth was a snowball seven hundred million years ago. I'll uh, I'll share that uh, scientific bit of genius with you in a few minutes. Uh, but if you just turn the radio on, we started the program off this morning talking about the uh, <laughs> the investigation into Biden and his uh, top secret documents that he left. Locked securely in a garage behind his Corvette, because, boy, that is the place to save papers. And the uh, commentary by the investigation in the investigation that he was, uh, you know, that he's got a bad memory, uh, essentially that his, his mind is slipping away. Uh, I mean, the stuff that he didn't remember. Hut, uh, right, that, that uh, the 81-year-old didn't, didn't remember when his uh, time as vice president either began or ended. Didn't recall the date of his son's death, quote, even within several years. And had a hazy memory about key players in the Obama administration's Afghanistan debate that was, quote, once so important to him. The subject on which Biden was found to have retained documents to aid in uh, in historical retelling of his role. So he shared these top-secret documents with the guy that was writing the book about him. Um, and, and Biden's response to this was, there's nothing wrong with his memory. There is nothing wrong with his mind. By the way, Brian, I don't know if you're aware of this, but Biden had a conversation with uh, the president of Mexico, Abdel Fattah el-Sisi. Uh-huh. Uh, the name doesn't sound Mexican to me. It doesn't to me either. In fact, I captured that audio for you. D did you? The conduct of the response in Gaza, in the Gaza Strip, has been um, over the top. I think that, uh, as you know. Initially, the president of Mexico, Sisi, did not want to open up the gate to allow humanitarian material to get in. All right, all right. this is so painful. <laughs> so, <laughs> isn't it, though? It's just painful. Those long gaps where he's trying like hell to put something together, and it's just... If we happening. only had Sam Kennison to say, just say it! <laughs> God. But he, he says he's okay. He's fine. Yeah, yeah, he's elderly, but he's he's got everything up there. Reminds me of my father uh, getting a test at the doctor. How's uh, how's your hearing? What? Your hearing? How's your hearing? What? Your hearing? Oh, it's okay. <laughs> Joe Biden, unbelievable. All right, uh, so that's where we started the program off. But uh, we are now at, uh, and it's Froster Buns Friday, so you can you can talk about anything that's on your mind. Earth. Apparently was enveloped uh, some 700 million years ago, they say, in uh, a giant snowball. Planet-wide glacial cover extending from the poles to the equator. Research uh, scientists at the University of Sydney think they've, they've, they've solved it, Brian. Oh, good. What do you think caused all that cooling? Uh, dinosaur flatulence? No, 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 no. It was a lack of carbon dioxide. Oh. CO2 levels were low enough then. Wow. Earth's natural temperature regulation mechanisms um, 
you know, just uh, they really confuse a lot of scientists. Uh, nobody really fully understands them. Uh, but uh, shifts in carbon dioxide levels apparently have... I mean, doesn't this just make their case about global warming? The study's lead author paints a vivid picture of this ancient freeze that has come to be known as Snowball Earth. Imagine the Earth almost completely frozen over. That's just what happened 700 million years ago. The planet was blanketed in ice from the poles to the equator, and temperatures plunged. However, just what caused it has been an open question. Recent geological field trip to the uh, ranges under the leadership of one of the authors of this study from Australia, um, think they've come up with the answer. Um, it's, it's CO2. CO2. They proposed a compelling theory. The Ice Age, known as the Sturtian glaci Glaciation, primarily triggered by historically low volcanic carbon dioxide emissions, uh, compounded by the weathering of volcanic rock in present-day Canada, which absorbed atmospheric CO2. So there was a paucity of CO2. In other words, you lower CO2, it gets colder. Isn't that the argument they're making about yes. global warming now? So if they're right that volcanic rock in present-day Canada absorbed atmospheric CO2, maybe we should go up to Canada and, and bring some yeah. volcanic rock with us. <laughs> we have cracked the mystery. Historically low volcanic carbon dioxide emissions aided by weathering of large pile of volcanic rocks in what is now Canada. Uh, the process absorbs atmospheric carbon dioxide. I I think we've uh, you know we've got it. Then uh, we just take all the volcanic rock we can and bring it up to Canada. That's it, huh? Yeah, I don't think we even have to throw it up in the air. Wow, it just has to be there, and and things will get called. See now, uh, right now uh, there is an atmospheric uh, uh, professor uh, in in Colombia. Uh, named uh, Tony, uh, who, well, frankly, he's, he's probably uh, he's probably laughing his derriere off. <laughs> but, you know, he needs to... Tony, Lupo, you need to know that all we have to do is bring some volcanic rock to Canada and the whole global warming thing is, is over. But we have to be careful because if we bring in too much, well, you know, the deep freeze thing. Yeah, happens. Don't want that. No, no, you don't. You don't want to overdo that. That's that's too much. All right, eight seven four ninety three ninety toll free numbers eight hundred five two nine five five seven two. Super Bowl. How much does uh, by? It, it, am I mistaken? Is San Francisco actually? Are they suggesting that San Francisco is the favorite team to win? Yes, they are. Kansas City is the dog by like a point or something. But that's okay. I like being the dog. Didn't the dog beat them before? They did, yes. It was uh, a comeback for the ages. Because <laughs> they were down 10 in third quarter, and uh, it was third down and 15. And um, there was an incomplete pass preceding the the big play to Tyreek Hill. Anyway, the big timeout, and... Uh, 
third and 15, and Patrick Mahomes goes back to pass, and there's this uh, play that they seldom use, but it's called the Wasp. And Tyreek uh, made a big cut and got their defense got lost, and he was wide open for a 40-yard gain, and it turned the whole game around. This year, the defense on Kansas City is entirely different. They actually have come to play in the last few weeks. And, I mean, if there's any indication of, uh, you know, are they ready to play, you know, if you've watched them, and I think you have, you know, we played Miami, Buffalo, and then the most recent game uh, to get here. And it's like, wow, this is uh, this is a team that wants to wants to win. Yeah, I mean, they are really nailing it. Um, I think they win by seven points. Oh, I think it's going to be uh, probably worse than that. I think uh, I'm thinking thirty-eight twenty. Thirty-eight twenty? You think yeah. it's going to be that big of? I think because I I don't know. I just have a feeling that. Uh, you're going to see some stuff because uh, Andy Reid opens up the playbook on Super Bowl. You you see plays that you don't ordinarily see. And then when they played the Eagles on the uh, Super Bowl before last, was it last year? I think it was. They they had a play called Corn Dog where the, uh, they had motion in the backfield and uh, they... <laughs> They just turned right around and went the other direction, and they got confused and were open twice <laughs> for just quick throws into the uh, to the uh, sideline for a touchdown. All right. I think it's going to be a 10-point game at best. You think it's going to be 28 what? I said uh, 38-20. <clears throat> 38-20. That's, that's uh, 18 points. 18 points, yeah. All right. The person who's close, if, if, <clears throat> if I'm closer to right, I will take you uh, to dinner at CeCe's. Okay. If you're closer to right... You can take me to dinner at CeCe's. That doesn't work. It doesn't? No, No. it works for me. Wait a minute. (laughs) If I'm right, you take me to CeCe's. And if you're right, I take you to CeCe's. Yeah. All right. We got to bet. Um, Now, the authorities aren't going to come knock on our doors, are they, for betting? I don't... Oh, we just did that, didn't we? We're not allowed to do that, are we? Oh, yeah. All bets are off. Sorry. Yeah, we're sorry. Um, now I'm sorry we did a bit bigger. <laughs> it would have seemed so much better. Up against the clock. Uh, let me, uh, your prediction on the game? Give me a call. Who, who do you think is going to win and by how much? Jerry Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 1121. Glad to have you with us. We were talking Super Bowl. By how much do you think the, uh, who do you think is going to win and by how much? Um and uh, Brian and I would like to bet on it, but it's against the law. They they don't trust us with, with our own money. Yeah, we're pretty s- stupid to, to make well, it. Well, yeah. yeah, just to even think you could right. risk it. I don't know what we were thinking. Uh, how crazy. Uh, Joyce says, uh, yes, Trump will start the recovery for spending. He'll take action against government waste. It has to start. He had the country on a good track when his second term was stolen. That's why they hate him and throw everything but the kitchen sink to stop him. He's a mover and shaker. The damage is done. Lucky they got Biden in any kind of way. Biden has followers even with no brain. He's their hero. Hybrid cars are also not reliable. Constantly need 
a jump. Uh, hybrid cars have a gasoline-powered engine. You can always rely on those. That's why that's better than just a, a pure battery car. Although I would just as soon have a twin turbocharged V8 uh, or just any kind of blower under the hood uh, in a V8. Uh, as for Trump uh, it, fixing government waste, you understand that spending went up, I think, $8 trillion under Trump. And he's unwilling to to alter Social Security and Medicare, two of the three biggest drivers of national debt. I'm, I'm just pointing this out. He did start to uh, to cut back on regulations, but then he went to sleep, and and we ended up with uh, an increase in regulations by the time he left. So he didn't really deregulate. He did cut taxes, which is good for the economy. But then he did the tariffs, which is not. But I think his his uh, cutting taxes was good for uh, the employment uh, position. And I think uh, his initial foray into cutting government uh, regulations was good. He didn't get us in any more wars. I'm telling you, there are some things to like about what Donald Trump did. There are some things to not like what Donald Trump did. I just I just play it straight from the hip. Uh, Anson says, uh, been following battery development thanks to you, and then points me to some Toyota thing. Toyota, uh, it, Toyota has uh, all the battery manufacturers recognize the shortage, the problem with batteries uh, for cars. And so they're coming up with, and they've been working on this for, I think, 15 years that I know of, what's called a solid-state battery. And the beauty of the solid-state battery is that it you can fill it, you can charge it, and it takes about as long to charge as a gasoline-powered car takes to fill the tank. So that's that's pretty neat. That's pretty remarkable. It has the added advantage of instant torque. People who know cars know that you have to build compression. The cylinders have to start pumping, and as they get, uh, you know, really start coming in, and they're the most efficient, the car starts to pick up speed more quickly. That's when the cam is just coming on. It, 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 technically speaking, it's just, it, 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 it's not instant torque electric motors are. So there's an advantage to that. The problem with solid-state batteries, though, is they're really, really fragile. I mean, you hit a chuck hole. We got some chuck holes here in Columbia. You hit them, uh, you got a downshift to get out of them. And if if that's the case and you got a solid-state battery, your battery just shatters. Well, you know, if they can cure that problem, if they can fix the uh, the the vulnerability there, the fragility of these solid-state batteries, they might be onto something. Uh, Gary and Brian, uh, are you guys worried about China's Lehman Brothers moment that happened last week when, uh, let's see, uh, Evan Grande uh, de- declared bankruptcy? China's, China's economy is on the razor's edge. Uh, they've got some real Severe problems over there. If the United States, if our economy collapses, the world's economy uh, gets the aftershock. 
it's it's um, because we have what's left of a freer market than anybody else. We produce more goods. Uh, we drive the world's markets. If if our market collapses, if we have a sudden uh, depression or a recession, Canada, Mexico, Great Britain, France, all of them are going to feel the ripples, including China, by the way. Similarly, China is not as big an economy as ours is, but it's getting closer all the time. And if their economy takes a hit, similar response to if we take a hit. It's going to affect us all. Uh, and it does look like they've got some problems. And if if uh, if if they don't get it under control, and I don't I don't know that they will or even how they could. Uh, yeah, we all get hosed. Uh, people invested in China get hosed. What scares me more is that very often, when a country finds itself in that situation. In order to keep their people on board, if you will, in order to keep their people um, from revolting, they'll start a war. And then people rally behind their, their country. And that's the part of this that scares me. If China's economy starts to go south, and these people uh, that, that have been... Uh, experiencing some degree of prosperity if they suddenly find themselves in in a crushed economy a depression or a deep recession they will turn on the government we, we see it here we have a recession whoever's in the White House whether they're accountable and responsible or not we blame them and here of course we just vote them out of office China, probably not quite as nicely done. So, it scares me that their economy might crash because in order to get their people behind the communist uh, Chinese Communist Party, they might go invade Taiwan just to start a war. Oh, those nasty Americans, they're causing a problem, and we had to step in, and we need to fight and rally the troops, and it works. That's what's scary about China's economy collapsing. That is, uh, that is, I think, the greater threat. Time will tell. Uh, so that's, that's where I'm at there. Uh, but anyway, the solid-state batteries... It, it, now, and by the way, there's a, an auto manufacturer in China that says they have perfected a better battery. Uh, if that comes to fruition, if they have, in fact, done that... Uh, that could change the marketplace. I don't know if it's a solid-state battery, but they say it's substantially better than what we've got now for battery-powered cars. Time will tell. I personally don't want to buy anything that was made in China that is pivotal, like transportation um, or something that would control my banking uh, because I don't trust the Chinese. I don't trust progressives, and I don't trust communists. But then I repeat myself. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network.
This is the Gary Nolan Show. It is uh, 11.35. By the way, we're talking about the solid-state batteries. They are also lighter, uh, which means they don't wear the tires out as quickly and they don't wear the highway down as fast. It's uh, just all the way all the way around better. Uh, let's see. Um, <laughs> well, we're talking global warming. Shall we talk about the CBO, the Congressional Budget Office, um, and, and some of their observations about the uh, green agenda? Wall Street Journal, the Congressional Budget Office this week raised its cost estimate for Democrats' energy subsidies substantially higher to roughly $1 trillion in the coming decade. Uh, the news, uh, the Wall Street Journal writes, uh, gives Republicans an opening to jumpstart the tax reform debate before major provisions of the Tax Cut and Jobs Act expire in 2025. In addition to the green pork, uh, they estimate the cost of the latest student loan forgiveness plan at $260.7 billion over a decade. Uh, while an unlawful regulatory expansion of Obamacare subsidies will cost at least $45 billion. Um, independent experts peg another major Biden regulation. This one, uh, increasing food stamp benefits uh, to the tune of $180 billion to $193 billion. Doesn't it seem like money is no object? I mean, they're talking about hundreds of billions in fact, they're even talking trillions of dollars in increased spending, and it just sort of rolls off their tongue. It's like, yeah, it's going to cost another trillion dollars for the green energy thing, and it's going to cost a uh, hundred plus billion for that. Yeah, so what? Yeah, that's no no big deal. We'll just uh, we'll just take it from rich people, except they don't have it. They don't have it. Uh, legislation repealing these three regulations and green subsidies from 2022 would fund roughly half the cost of extending the expiring tax cuts. Uh, while pro-growth conservatives might object to paying for revenue reductions, doing so would yield distinct advantages. R Republicans want you to believe that we can outgrow the debt. Uh, and I want you to think about this, because I can remember that uh, when President Reagan was in the White House, that was going to happen. I can remember when Newt Gingrich took over the House of Representatives, that was what was going to happen. I've listened to the Republicans tell me for literally half a century that we can cut taxes, grow the economy, and pay down the debt. Now, am I alone in this, Brian? Have you heard them say this? Uh, no, this is the first time I heard that. Really? Yes. You're being facetious. No, I'm not. I, I was kind of surprised, like, wait a minute. Uh, I don't remember that. I wasn't that close to politics at the time, but when you were citing the past time when Reagan said that they could outgrow the debt. The Republicans were saying that we can cut taxes, stimulate the economy, and that growing economy will pay down the debt. 
that okay. you know, we have all these new people working now, and making more money. significantly less then than it is now. But uh, even then, well, I, I just don't see how you could ever do that. All right, first, let me, let me just do this. Uh, if you're listening to me now and you, and you heard the Republicans make this argument in the past, give me a call. I, it, 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 Brian has never heard this before. and Admittedly, he wasn't engaged as, as he is today. But I'm pretty sure, Brian, you're going to hear Republicans say, yeah, that's what we've been told. And in theory, it's not wrong. In theory, it's not wrong. You continue to grow the economy. More and more people go to work. More and more people pay taxes. Yeah, but $34 trillion? How many years would people have to be gainfully employed at these enormous levels and of taxation in order to pay down that much debt? Well, I mean, be... cut the spending is, is the smart solution. Yeah. I mean... But, but their, their, their theory is that if you uh, don't waste money, don't spend money... Uh, at a greater rate than you have to. You, you re reduce spending, you cut taxes, you stimulate the economy, you gain more money, uh, the federal government gets a ton more money, and eventually it overcomes the amount of money you're spending, and you start paying down the debt. The problem, though, is it's never happened. Oh, Don't get me wrong. They've cut taxes. It stimulated the economy. It increased the revenue to the federal government. But it didn't reduce the deficit, much less make a dent in the debt, because they continually, and that's not just the Republicans, the government continually increased its spending. Yep. They outspent the increased revenue. You can make all the promises you want in Washington about how, you know, in, if we do this in 10 years, you know, something great will happen. You can't control the next Congress. They see that money rolling in, especially the Democrats. I mean, the Republicans are good at blowing that money at, at, uh, at the military. But the Democrats are really good at saying, geez, we've got all this money. We should help the poor. We should buy some votes. Why, you can't have a rich country and have poor people in it. Like there's a correlation. That's, that's what they do. And it's not, it, it will never work. It has never worked. It will never work. Uh, all right, we got, uh, we got Roy on the line, and uh, let's chat with him. Roy, good morning. Good morning. Even with our tremendous national debt, it can be fixed, except the people are not fixed. Reagan did lower taxes, and revenue did increase, and just like you just said, they spent it. They can't stand money in the pocket. They, no. They really believe that spending money is a way to get us out of things. But what they do is they spend on bad investments. They spend badly, which only digs a hole deeper. I don't know what to do, but theoretically, it's possible. Yeah, it is possible. If you could, if you could just control the impulse to increase spending when you see the extra revenue. Look at this. It just think in terms of land and things like land. Our fixed assets have not decreased. How can we be poorer? Because we're measuring it in dollars and they keep moving the goalposts. Uh, it's, uh, it's never going to end. Thank you for your time. All right. 
Thank you, Roy. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Let me ask you something. If you and the Nolan household just happened to make, let's say, $5,000 more per month, would you pay off debt or would you spend it because you had it? I'm paying off debt um, already. Yeah, yeah, well, not to... I understand that. No, I mean, I've got a, I've got but, a car but, payment, right? I, uh, I'm just saying, would you say, hey, we have this extra money now, so, hey, Gwen, we can afford a new new car. Or would you say, you know what, we need to focus on paying down our debts, and then, if we have any money left over, we'll get the, the goodies, the toys, if you uh, will. I, we've been paying off debt. Uh, we've paid off our debt. Uh, we've got zero credit card. That that has been our goal is to get debt free. I was uh, just trying to draw an analogy to what we're currently faced with. Of course, it's entirely different <laughs> at a uh, exponential level between government and a personal level. But sometimes people don't really think about what these politicians are doing with our money. It's just it drives me crazy. I mean, every time we go to usdebtclock.org. And see that fan that just never stops running, and it, it's frightening. It's like, well, one of these days, we're not going to be able to. Uh, hey, we already can't pay it back. Well, what what will happen is, um, we'll have so much money invested in paying the interest on the debt, we won't have enough money left over to defend the United States or to to pay other bills. Uh, it just it, and so it, is that, it then when they wake up and go, hey, we have to make some cuts here. Uh, then it's too late. Yeah, it's already in many ways I think too late uh, because voters just won't, you know, do the right thing. They they won't tell Washington this needs to end. We need to get the government out of health care and Medicare and Medicaid. Uh, we need to privatize Social Security. We need to bring home the military. Uh, we've got to do these things to stem the tide of of, uh, of spending. And nobody will do it. Oh, I'm entitled to this. I paid into it all my life. Well, guess what? You voted for people that ripped you off all your life, and the money is gone. Now, there are ways I think we might be able to... Um, to work our way out of this. But boy, it's going to take some really tough decisions. And I don't think Americans will make it. I really don't. That's why when we were talking about, do you see us saving the Republic? Do you, do you, do you see a, you know, a light at the end of the tunnel? I don't. People right now that just heard me talk about Social Security and Medicare are, are nope, we're not giving that up. They're, they're not, they may not be on the phone with me. They may not be sending me messages, but they're thinking it. They're thinking, I am not giving that up. I paid into that. I'm entitled to that. How will I survive without that? As long as we don't look for ways out, we won't find a way out. I, I frankly think we should liquidate as much real estate that we have that we don't need as we can. I think we bring home the military from all over the world. We quit leaving them in the middle of uh, Jordan to be attacked by uh, the Houthis. I think it saves lives. You know, I think we start we start reeling it in. 
just have to have the the testicular fortitude to do it. All right, we got a clock a ticking here, and we got to stop and pay the rent. Then we'll come back and wrap it up with the Gary Nolan Show. It's the Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 11.52 on a Frosterbuns Friday. And see, I know how long it will take, but you want slash need to watch Tucker and Putin, the world economics you are talking about. Uh, let's see, it's presented by Putin from Russian perspective. Very useful, if only to compare with the data from, quote unquote, here. Um, you know, I, it, I don't know, I'm not even going to go into that. I don't have enough time to go into our, our foreign policy, but let me, uh, uh, let me get less in here very quickly. Les, good morning. Hey Gary, reality is calling. Hello. You cannot change the natural order of things. I disagree 110% with Roy. This system cannot be fixed when you have an interest rate system, fractional banking system. I know we have all heard this term, we will never run out of money. We can just print more. I've never heard that said from anybody sane. Communists say that all the time. Uh, uh, what The United States dollar is not the world reserve currency. It really never was. The IRS is not a government agency. It works for a private tax collectors. Our banking system is a privately owned world banking system. We have no control. It is better off to repudiate the interest, repudiate the debt. You're saying, let's sell off a bunch of land. No, those that land belongs to the states, individual states that the government's keeping for themselves. It should have been given to the land when the states were created. The federal government owns nothing, nothing. It steals, it steals, it steals. It was James Madison who said, I and James Madison wrote the Constitution. I cannot put my finger on any place in the Constitution where we, as a government, give out subsidies to people in taking from one and giving to a benevolent fund to another. He wrote it, and he said it's not in there. I think I I think I uh, paraphrased that earlier in the program. So you did, thank you. But you were talking about cattlemen. These were immigrants that that uh, these were actual immigrants that were some of the uh, legislatures were saying, let's give them money to help them out. All right, all right, Les. Thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Alan, good morning. Hey, good morning. Um, I've listened to and been in and out of the car, so listen to most of your show. Really good stuff, as usual. I really enjoy your uh, your perspective on everything. Got a little project for you and Brian, because I like, like it when you all take the uh, national debt and figure out how many years that a million dollars it takes. Uh, so take, if you even can, go back to the beginning of the Biden administration and take all the money that he's uh, funneled to Ukraine, take all the money that he's funneled to uh, other countries where we shouldn't have had, Take all the $1,000 credit cards in New York and other places where we've given these illegals uh, loaded their cards, and how much money that would be if you can come up with a number and then divide that by the American people and see how much everybody could get back if they distributed that money. I bet everybody have a nice little vacation. I don't think Albert Einstein could, figure, <laughs> could, could compute all that. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. All right. Thanks, Alan. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Oh, it is pathetic how we spend that money. Just pathetic. 
But no, 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 don't don't change anything. Just keep putting the same people in, making the same false promises, and never delivering. Uh, Wendell, good morning. Good morning. Uh, it's a little bit off, but I like what you've been talking about today. But uh, like you said, don't use the mail for anything important. We mailed off our, our taxes from Centralia, and it goes to Mexico. And we mailed it on the 29th of December, and they're wanting to charge us late fees because it has not gotten to them yet. <laughs> did you and did you, you get a did you did you send it registered or return receipt? No, but we've never had a problem before. <laughs> and my wife took took care of it, went in and hand delivered it to the guy in the post office. And. I went in here and talked to him. He said, oh, you're not the only one. There's a whole bunch of them here from uh, around Centralia that's having the same problem. Wow, that is a problem. Uh, yes. So my, my, my advice to you, uh, not to you personally, because you're already, they already screwed the pooch where you're concerned. But for anybody yes. out there, mail your taxes in both to the state and the feds and get a receipt. Get a signed receipt that you that uh, that you mailed it uh, that that somebody got it uh, because otherwise if it gets lost in the mail like Wendell's you get stuck holding the bag. Yeah, so my wife said next time I am gonna hand deliver it. Still get a receipt. Well, yeah, we'll definitely get a receipt. Yeah. All right. uh, Thank you much. Thank you, Wendell. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Yeah, get a receipt. You want proof positive that somebody had it in their grubby little paws, because otherwise they're going to hold you responsible. Keith uh, sent me a message at GaryNolan.com. The entire world is too far in debt. Only option I see is a financial reset. The only savings that won't get dissolved away will be tangible commodities. My son and future grandchildren will live in an even more totalitarian world. It's sad, but you said it earlier this week. Too many humans aren't capable of self-governing. No, I, I think they're capable. I just think they're unwilling. They're unwilling. And that's, uh, that's the big problem. Well, tomorrow... I can't believe it's already Friday. Tomorrow is Gary on Guns. Starting at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning, so you want to tune in. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby. Honey, I'm coming home.